What's up, everybody? This is the Everything Medicare Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. My name is Christian Brindle, where every single week I bring you a podcast, or maybe two, where I discuss your Medicare, your Medicaid, your Social Security, and everything that has to do with that golden age called retirement. If this is your first time listening and, or, and you don't know who I am, I own a company called Christian Brindle Insurance Services, and I'm a Medicare health plan expert and specialist. been doing this for a number of years now. I've published two books on Medicare and the topic of Medicare, and it's my passion. It's my passion, folks. I work with people exclusively on Medicare, and I like to think that I'm somebody that knows more about it than almost anybody. There's, I, I think I'm right up there with my knowledge base as far as people in the Medicare industry. So today, on a Saturday, on the 20th, I wanted to discuss something that I probably should have done a podcast about some time ago, and that was when should you enroll into Medicare? When is the time period? Okay. Now, I'm going to start this off with a little bit of a story. And as a lot of my stories, I'm not going to tell any specific names. I'm not going to tell any stories about a specific circumstance or a specific person because that's just not respectful in my opinion. But as a lot of my stories go, I like to tell them in a method to where it's a story that I'll hear 100, 200, 300, 400, 500 different times. The names change, the situations change, but it's always the same. Okay, so basically, when you're working on getting onto Medicare, this is something that you'll see a lot of people make the mistake of doing, and that is not taking the time to figure out when they need to sign up and when they need to enroll in the first place. And there's different working parts to this, but in my opinion, I think that it's very, very simple, and the simple answer to this is when you're a year away. So when you first turn 64 is when you should start the education process. I believe that because for a lot of people, Medicare can be so confusing and it can be so um, overwhelming, especially when it's put off to the last minute. And you hear stories about, you know, if you don't enroll in time or if you don't do it at the right time or you don't do it, you know, by a deadline or something such as that, then you can end up stuck without it and you have to wait a year or whatever the case may be to get it and you get penalized and all these things are true, okay? So let me put your mind at rest (laughs) to know that. It's a fact that if you don't enroll in the right time, the government penalizes you, they punish you, they make it difficult to get on later, et cetera, et cetera. And I don't agree with them doing that, really. I mean, I don't think they should force people to get on it if they don't want to. I don't think that it's something that should be done like that. But they don't really care what I think. I'm just some guy in their eyes. I'm not just some guy. You know, I'm I'm a prevalent voice in the Medicare industry, but to them, I'm just some guy. So let me get back to my story here. Like I said, the names change, the people rotate in and out like a revolving door, but the situation always remains the same. And that is this. Someone turns 64. We're going to call her Mary. Okay? Mary turns 64. Mary thinks, 
when I turn 65, I have to deal with this Medicare thing. And oh, I don't want to think about that. And oh, I don't want to think about getting older. And oh, I don't want to think about retiring. And oh, I never thought I'd be on Medicare. And oh, this is just so stressful. This is just so overwhelming. I don't want to deal with it. I'm going to put it off as long as I possibly can. And I get it. I understand. It's not something that anybody wants to deal with or go through. I I completely get it. But that is a mistake that a lot of people make. It's not fun to go through. I understand why people do that, and I understand why people go to that place. But it is not the right way of handling it, because whether you want to think so or not, and whether you want to acknowledge it or not, it's something that's going to come, and it's something that you have to deal with. You don't have to deal with it, but it's in your best interest to deal with it. Because if you don't deal with it, you can end up going through a lot of crap later on. And a lot of unnecessary um, hurdles later on. You can make this a lot easier on yourself if you follow my instructions here. But, which I will go over in segment two, but after I finish my story. So Mary has these thoughts. She has these emotions. Start, turns into anxiety. Doesn't, she doesn't want to deal with it, so she puts it off. Mary has a busy life. Mary has grandkids. Mary has, you know, a spouse that she spends a lot of time with. Mary, um, you know, has projects she works on. Mary, Mary takes the time to, you know, work with a, a local charity, you know, for children. Mary has a lot on her plate. Mary's a very busy person. Mary's a very active person. There's a lot of people that can relate to this. So Mary gets busy. Mary forgets. Eleven months go by from when the time Mary turned 64. Mary's a month away from her 65th birthday. Her 65th birth month, I should say. Now, what Mary doesn't realize is Medicare, when you turn 65, is designed to take effect on the first day of the month that you turn 65. I'm crying. Mary continues to wait. Mary just out of sight, out of mind, doesn't think about it. It then comes to the point where Mary's birthday comes, her 65th birthday, and she realizes, oh, shoot, I should have gotten on this Medicare thing. But the time period that it was supposed to start has already come and gone. Not saying Mary can't get it, At this point, she still has a little bit of time. She has heard that you have three months before, the month of, and three months after, the month you turn 65. So she continues to wait. And she forgets. Now, one of two scenarios happen with Mary. Mary either picks up Medicare Parts A and B, and that's all, and just leaves it at that. There are some people that do that without realizing that you need to pick up Medicare credible prescription drug coverage because if you don't, you get penalized. Either Mary doesn't do that or Mary doesn't do anything at all. And when she does go around to do it, she realizes she's past her window, she's past her deadline, and she has to wait a year or more to pick up her Medicare. And then when she does pick it up, it's a hassle, it's hoops to jump through, and there's penalties. Don't be like Mary. And if you know anybody that's like Mary, encourage them not to be like Mary. It's not that Mary's not a good person. 
It's not that Mary doesn't care. It's that Mary procrastinates with these kind of things. Procrastination is not the way you want to go about this, especially with something that has to do with the federal government like this. This is something that you want to time out well. You want to strategically time it out. And you want to make sure that you are doing everything in your power to make sure that you're doing it right. And it's not just about doing it right, folks, or making sure that it starts at the right time. It's also that you want to make a good decision. I've seen so many people that wait till the last second to do their Medicare and they're rushed into making a decision. They're rushed into picking a plan when they haven't had the proper time to calculate things. I love it more than anything else. When someone comes to me who's turning 65 and they do it, you know, when they're still six or seven months away, I think that's a perfect time period because then we can start looking at their options and they'll have an idea of what they want to pick when we're closer. But they start the process. How do you not be like Mary? Stay with me into segment two and I'll tell you exactly how to do this thing regardless of your situation. Stay put. Welcome back, everybody. Thanks for sticking with me into our second segment. And today we're talking about when should you start the process of signing up for Medicare? Now, the answer to this is going to be a little different depending on your situation. So bear with me on this. So let's start with scenario number one. Scenario number one is very simple. You're turning 65 And let's say you're still working. We've done whole podcasts about this before, but I'm just going to sneak this in just a little bit. If you want tremendous detail about this scenario, one I'm going to talk about, go back and listen to that other episode. I could not tell you what episode it was, folks. We've done, this is episode number 75. I don't remember which episode is which. I don't remember which episode a specific topic was talked about. Just trust me. Whatever platform you're listening to this on, go back and you'll find a specific episode where we talk about this. If you want to know more details about this, but I'm just going to give you the bare minimum at this point. Scenario number one, you're working and you have coverage through your work or your spouse is working and and they have coverage through their work that covers you as well. You're dependent. If it's one of those two scenarios, if you basically have credible coverage through your work or your spouse's work through a current employer, retirement programs don't exist. No, excuse me, it's not that they don't exist. It's a Saturday. I had a long week. It's not that they don't exist. It's that they don't count. They're not deemed by Medicare as credible coverage to be able to do this. It has to be through a current employer, currently employed. Okay. You're able to postpone your Medicare. I always recommend people take Medicare Part A at 65 regardless of your situation because it doesn't cost anything, number one. And number two, it's a hassle to get on later if you don't. It's just worth it even if you never use it. Um, It's just one less thing to have to do later and it's not going to cost you anything. Just take A at 65 regardless of what your situation is. But if this person in Scenario 1 is working or and they have coverage through their work, they can postpone their Medicare till when until either that coverage stops or they stop working or whichever comes first. Okay. So that's scenario number one. That's easy. Sign up for A. Don't sign up for anything else. Postpone your B. 
unless you want to compare your group plan and see if a Medicare program would be better for you. It depends on your group plan. Some, some are horrendous and you can do better just getting on Medicare at 65. Some are incredibly fair and very good. And it's better for you to postpone your Medicare Part B and just postpone the Medicare in general. That's a story for a different day that also is touched on in that other episode that I talked about. But that's scenario number one. You postpone your Medicare, you take A, you leave it at that. Easy peasy. You want to do that part for A probably 30 to 60 days before the month you turn 65. You do it on Social Security's website, ssa.gov. If you want step-by-step instructions on how to do that, go to YouTube and type in how to enroll in Medicare Part B or how to enroll in Medicare Online or something like that. And also search for my name, Christian Brindle. I did a step-by-step tutorial instruction to go to walk you through how to do it. So that will help you. So make sure you do that. So that's scenario number one. That, that easy. You know, we'll, we'll zip it, lock it, put it in our pocket. Because there's nothing more we need to say about that. Scenario number two is somebody that doesn't have credible coverage through their work. And they're turning 65. Okay? So this, one's, this one gets a little more interesting. This is what Mary, and this is the scenario Mary was in, okay, from my example in segment one. Mary wasn't working, didn't have credible coverage. She needed to take Medicare at 65. So what should, should have Mary done? Mary should have, at age 64, started a strategy. She should have bought a book, like my book, started to read up a little bit about it, study a little bit, um, see if she knows anybody that's worked with a good broker because a broker is your best friend with this stuff. A good broker, meaning you study that person. You read reviews about them. You, there's someone that you know. I mean, you know, they, they come talk to me, somebody like me, something like that. And they probably should start doing that. They could do it as far as a year out, but I'd say the perfect number is about six months before. Six months before. But the six months leading up to that six months before You want to do some kind of study, just start dabbling and looking into it a little bit. It's hard to do that on the internet, but if you listen to, let's, okay, Mary could come and listen to my podcast. She'd pretty much know everything she needs to know if you listen to all 75 episodes. You'd You'd have a very good idea of what you want to do. Although markets vary from market to market. So my podcast couldn't tell you everything, but they could tell you a lot of the basics. Just because... My podcast is heard by all 50 states. And all 50 states have different markets, so it's hard for me to talk about specific markets. So you want to find somebody that knows the market you're in very well. Okay? And you want to approach that person six months before. If you're in Utah, Florida, or Idaho, you contact me because there's nobody better, in my opinion. And yes, I'm shamelessly plugging my own company at this point to do that. Um, I'll save the rest of those plugs till the end. (laughs) Um, But you get my point. Contact an expert to get help six months before, but make sure you're not going in blind. Because if you do some studying, if you listen to my podcast or you do other things like that, on the time period approaching, you're going to at least kind of have an idea of what's going on and you're going to know if someone's feeding you a bunch of horse manure. And you'll know if they're a good advisor or not. Because if they only want to tell you about Medicare Advantage or they only want to tell you about Medicare Supplement and not one of the... If they, if they don't want to tell you about both, they just want to tell you about one or the other, they're not a good agent. Throw them out. 
That's just an example. And I've done so many episodes about what to look for for good agents and bad agents and et cetera, et cetera, and I'm not going to get into that. And I've been criticized a lot by other agents that think I'm too harsh on them on this podcast. But I'm, um, I'm authentically honest about my opinions. I'm sorry. And, there's, and, and 90 plus percent of agents don't last three years in this business. If you listen to my interview with Cody Askins, you know this. He does an 8% conference every year. And it's mainly designed for the 8% of people that are going to stick around because 92% don't last longer than three years in the business. The reason for that is because 92% of them don't know what they're doing. They don't work hard. They're, they're unethical, everything. Okay, but that's a story for another day. You get my point. Find, make sure you're finding a good agent. Make sure you follow my tips and my, my suggestions on how to look for a good agent, but make sure you find a good agent. Six months before. So... You're first become eligible to enroll in A and B in this scenario 90 days before the month you turn 65. So let's say for me, for example, my birthday is in August next month. And my birthday is on August 13th. So if I was turning 65, my Medicare would start when? August 1st. So 90 days before that is when I first become eligible for Medicare. Now, if you are drawing off your monthly Social Security benefits, you will automatically be enrolled into Parts A and B without you having to do anything automatically. Your card will come in the mail. You don't have to do anything. If, you, if that's your scenario, you have the easy method with this. If you're not drawing, 90 days before, no matter what you're going to do, sign up for A and B. Just do it. Because what's hard, the hardest part about this is Social Security. Now, for most people, 9 out of 10 people, if they do it this way, they're going to have no problems, and within a month, they'll get their Medicare card, and they'll be fine and good to go. But Social Security sometimes can stall. Sometimes they can get overwhelmed. Sometimes they can lose your application. Sometimes it can fall into a black hole. Sometimes there's an issue on your account, like, you know, they have some kind of glitch in their system, which I've seen plenty of times, and you don't know if it's going to stall. You don't know if it's going to take them two months. Sometimes it can take them the full 90 days. Give it the full 90 days. Don't take any chances. Don't play games with these guys because they're, they're unorganized and they're incompetent. I'm sorry. I hope I don't get in trouble for saying that, but it's the truth. You never know. Most of the time it's going to be fine, but give it the full 90 days. Help yourself out. That's my advice. Okay, so that's scenario number two. And then also, if you're with, with whatever supplement you want to go with, a Medicare Advantage plan, whatever you want to do with your Medicare, I wouldn't wait any longer than 60 days beforehand to do that. Okay? 90 days for A and B, 60 days to maybe 30 days at the, the closest for the supplement, the Medicare Advantage plan. That's my, that's my recommendation. So what happens if you're two weeks, three weeks, away from the month you turn 65 and you haven't done anything. It can still be done in time, but you have to hustle. And you're going to sweat. And you're going to not know if it's going to get done in time. Just don't, don't wait any longer. Now, let's say your birthday's come and went and you still haven't done anything. Well, it's true you have three months before the month of and three months after. But at that point, it's not as easy to do it online because Social Security will do one of two things. They will... Because Medicare is designed to start on the first of your birth month. So you have to kind of jump through some hoops with the Social Security Department to get your Medicare A and B to start at a later date than your birth month because it's already passed. 
or they'll backdate everything to the first of your birth month, which would be fine. But then if you want a supplement or Medicare Advantage plan, they won't backdate it. So you'd have a month of just Medicare and that's it. And it's just, there's no good scenario by waiting. Don't wait. Make sure it starts the first of your birth month, my advice. But that's those, those are the scenarios of what happens if you do wait. And that's basically it, folks. I mean, my recommendation is start the process when you turn 64 of educating yourself. Six months before, talk to a professional like myself or someone else, depending on where you are. And 90 days before, enroll into A and B, unless you're automatically going to be enrolled. And then probably 60 days to 30 days before, apply for your supplement, Medicare Advantage plan, whatever you like. If you do it exactly that way, everything will line up perfectly and everything will start together on the first of your birth month. You'll have your cards, everything will be enrolled, everything will be in place and ready to start on the first of your birth month. Of course, if your birthday falls on the first, then that's a different scenario because then your Medicare starts a month prior. That's a different story. There's only a couple people that that's the case. But if that's the case, do it 90 days before when your Medicare is going to start, which would be a month sooner than your birthday. Sorry, that's my advice. Stay with me in segment three. Welcome back, folks, to our third and final Everything Medicare podcast segment. And I hope this helped you. If you're you're turning 65 or maybe you've been on Medicare for some time and you listen to this just to know how to get the most out of your Medicare, there's a lot of you that'll do that. You probably know somebody, family member, friend that's going to be turning 65. Make sure they listen to this episode. It'll help a lot. Because if you follow my instructions step by step, depending on your situation, you want to make sure that you do this. And there's one final thing that I forgot to touch on in segment two. So the, in, in scenario one, the person that has credible work coverage and they postpone their Medicare, when should they get on it? Well, I'd say if you can help it, 60 to 90 days before you retire. You want your Medicare to start the day or the day after that your group plan ends when you retire. Okay. So make sure you do that 60 to 90 days before. If you don't know... 60 to 90 days before, like if you get laid off, you want speed is a is 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 of the essence. Because with that, you don't have 90 days after the fact. Like when you turn 65, you have three months before the month of three months after. It's a pain to have it start after your birth month, but it's possible. When you retire and you postpone your Part B, you don't have any le- every any leverage there. Make sure that it starts the first of the month you stop working, if possible. And make sure you give that 60 to 90 days before as well. Make sure you try to plan that out to the best of your abilities. And I know that's not always possible. If you don't, just work with what you got and make sure you put all the, all the necessary things into place ASAP if you get laid off or anything like that. Just wanted to mention that. I didn't touch on that enough in segment one. There's so much to touch on in so little time. Folks, thank you so much for listening to us every single week. I mean, there's a, I know that there's other people that do podcasts about Medicare on the internet, and we have the second, maybe the third, if I wanted to be generous, most popular Medicare podcast on the internet. And I think it's just because you love my dashing personality. <laughs> Probably not. Um, but 
Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for tuning in. And thank you so much for helping us spread our message to cross the entire country here in the United States and, and helping us reach more ears. Uh, we couldn't do this without you. You know, um, over a year ago, when we started this podcast, I never envisioned that it would become as popular as it has. I never envisioned we would be up to two episodes a week. And I have every single one of you to thank for that. You are fantastic. You're phenomenal. And we just love our audience here. We just love it. We're going to be incorporating some new things coming up here pretty soon. But right now what we're doing is this podcast is now going on YouTube. So it, and, we, and we took all the ads out, all the sponsorships, because they don't pay me if we post their ad on YouTube. But, I mean, if you like YouTube and you'd rather listen to the podcast there, you can do that. That's another place you, we can be heard. Um, it's, in the, it's in a video format. Um, but every single episode, all 74 episodes, this one will be up on Saturday. 75 episodes will be Seven, episodes 1 through 74 are up right now. Episode 75, this one you're hearing, will probably be up by the time you hear it. So every episode is up on YouTube. That's another place you can find us. We, um, we also do educational Medicare videos on YouTube where basically I just talk and I rant and I rift kind of same way I do here, but in shorter format and video so you can see my face. Um, check us out on YouTube, Christian Brindle. Look for my emoji face. Um, and we have... A lot of really, really good information and content up there. And um, folks, if you're turning 65 or you're on Medicare and you're just not sure if you like what you have or you're on the best available thing, my office will give you a free no-obligation consultation and you can talk with me, no no cost. Send me an email at christianb, C-H-R-I-S-T-I-A-N, B as in boy, at xmission, M-I-S-S-I-O-N dot com, christianb at xmission dot com. Or you can call us at 801-255-5340, 801-255-5340. We're in Utah, but we work with people in Utah, Idaho, and Florida. Those are the three states we're licensed to do business in. And we're going to be adding more states coming up here very, very soon, so stay tuned for that. Um, I love you. You're fantastic. I appreciate everybody. If, if you're listening to us on a podcast and a platform that allows you to leave a review, please do so. It helps us reach more people. You're so fantastic. I love you. And I cannot wait to bring you another episode on Monday. Thank you.